I'm news columnist John A. Torres, and welcome back to Wild Florida, where we are taking a random look at some of the weirdest, wildest, and unique wildlife found here in Florida. Right now, we'll be talking about cranes. Well, no, not really. I mean the crane family on the Treasure Coast, and the lasting and very, very loud legacy they leave behind. Here to tell the story is T.C. Palm reporter Anthony Westbury. What was that? It sounds like a call from the wild. Something you might expect to hear in a swamp, somewhere like the Everglades. Actually, it's a sound you can hear most nights of the year in downtown Fort Pierce. The cries are particularly loud and insistent in the spring. Some people say it sounds like a cross between cats fighting and women screaming. Spoiler alert, it's not a fearsome creature from the living dead. That sound is a peacock, and some people say there are hundreds of them around here. Just two blocks west of US 1 on Orange Avenue, there's a mustard yellow stucco house with Spanish tiles, decorative wrought ironwork on the windows, and large black letters, C-R-A-I-N, next to the front door. Out back, the property is surrounded by a high wall with barrel tiles on the top. And that's where those strange sounds are coming from. This is the home of Jack and Mary Lee Crane. They bought the house in 1952, when as newlyweds, they moved here from St. Louis, Missouri. Jack had decided Florida was the place to capitalize on the post-war building boom. He founded Buccaneer Building and Tile Company, and he operated it pretty much single-handedly for the next 60 years. When Jack and Mary Lee first arrived, they noticed a few wild peacocks living on the property, especially in a field to the rear of the house. So how many of them are there here? Oh, it'd be difficult to tell right now. Sometimes there's a lot more. Yeah. Well, there's 25? Not me. Yeah, but they, uh, they come at different times of the day. That's the thing. Just when you think you want to watch them, they're not there. Mm -hmm. And then when you're not looking, they're gone. <laughs> so it's hard to tell. But sometimes they'll sit right on the top of that thing, maybe five or six of them, mm -hmm. and they'll all watch. And then you'll look, and you, we throw them out food. And they like that. Yeah. Well, of course, they think What do you feed them? What? We feed them, we feed them all kinds of food. Dog Anything. food. Yeah. A big bag for dog food. And uh, the food, dog. I've got that. We buy that. Lettuce, up. fruit. I bought that on a place for $150. Peacocks aren't native to Florida. They come from India, Sri Lanka, Java, or Myanmar, formerly known as Burma. No one knows how they ended up in Fort Pierce, but they were probably someone's pets that had been set free or escaped. Yet the brightly colored males with their beautiful blue-green sails six feet high and the dowdier peahens obviously love it here. They're thriving, despite living in an enclave that's surrounded by noise and fumes. Uh, my name is Jerry Bartley, and I uh, do the grounds and caretaker for Mrs. Crane, it's the peacock lady, 
And I was showing this gentleman here with TC Palm. You know with TC Palm? Um, where all the, the peacocks hang out with the little baby ones we're looking at. It's the peahens and then the peacocks and the babies. And there's this big tree here where they roost. And every evening they'll line up like little soldiers and pick their spot in the tree. I guess it's like first come, first serve, you know. And they said that the breeding season or mating season is just just finished. Yeah, just, thank God. Because, yeah, because they they squawk all night long, all day long, and the poor peahens they get mugged by the peacocks, you know. So they don't even want to come around. It's like a, a peacock festival here, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, when they start losing their feathers, then you know, then that the, the mating season's over. So. Life will go back to normal. It'll be a little quieter around here. This gentleman was telling me about, he wanted to know how many was out here. Uh, one time I was feeding one evening and I counted just 70 in the backyard. But then I go out there in the front yard and there's a little crew that hangs out and across the street there's another little crew. So there's a couple hundred peacocks, not per se at this property, but within this two block radius. You know, but I, I feed at least 70 a day mm -hmm. and they can eat, they can eat. I can use some donations for some food, some dog food. Drop it off, please. <laughs> so they like dog food best. Like, yeah, we, the, little, the little chunky little dog food, dry food. Jack Crane died at age 90 in 2016. He'd nurtured the birds for more than 50 years, gaining their trust through copious amounts of dry dog food and pretty much leaving them alone. Since Jack's passing, Mary Lee, who's almost 88, has taken on the job with the help of her two caregivers, Gail and Gina. So when you first lived here, when you, when you first came here, uh, how many of them were, there, were here then? When we first got here, I can't possibly remember. I would think probably 15 to 25, mm -hmm. easy. Yeah. And then that's about it. And then they get more out there in the back. But then, you know, we used to have property up in the back. And uh, they come in over there and they come right in over the top because there's a hole back in there. And they like that. But it's hard to tell. Now, I remember Jack, your husband. Oh, God love him. He, he watched them all yeah, the time. Yeah, he did. And, he made sure the food was back. Well, I was take the car and go get the stuff out. Yeah, he was crazy about it. It really was. The cranes never did much more to the peacocks than show them love. And it's the same way with most people who live, work, or pass by the house on Orange Avenue. Even though the house sits on a busy truck route that runs west of downtown, the peacocks take it all in stride. Gail Stewart feeds the birds on a late June afternoon. As she sprinkles some kibbles on the concrete driveway, a pair of peahens and one baby cautiously make their way towards the food. Across the traffic-snarled highway, another eagle-eyed peahen has sized up the situation. Quick as a flash, she darts into traffic in search of dog food. Miraculously, the bird makes it. Drivers slow down, and a pickup truck and a minivan 
stop to let the hungry lady hop across. It's a scene that's repeated almost every day, and incredibly, the vast majority of peacocks make the trip unscathed. I am Peggy Arrays, the Code Compliance Manager for the city of Fort Pierce. The peacocks cause periodic issues. I don't get a whole lot of calls or complaints about them. Animal Control gets a call, I would say, every other month, give or take, um, about a peacock that's been hit and is dead in the road. Um, when we come and pick it up, I'm sure there is more than that that don't get reported. Uh, I personally have drive Orange Avenue every day to and from work, and I have seen peacocks literally fly right in front of a car. Of course, there's always the odd bird that didn't quite make it. There was one lady that came to my front door, and she said, did you know that there's a peacock that's dead out there? And I said, oh no, I, and I started to get dressed to go, not to go again. And she said, no, my husband and I have already dug a hole and we put them in there. And she said, there's about six or seven, maybe even more people to see to it that we have it already down there. And it's down there by the street. And we said, oh, so, you know, for about a week, I would go by every day just to see if it was doing all right, it was doing all right. Well, it was dead, but I mean, nobody was bothering it. It was all, and we'd make sure that the pile was okay. So he's probably six or eight inches deep. And she was really sweet. And I don't know who she was. And I think you said that most drivers seem to be very uh, considerate of them. Most of them are, yes. Um, if, if there's a complaint I get about the, uh, the traffic because sometimes those peacocks can get stubborn and just stand in the middle of the road and they don't move. And traffic will back up, it'll back up um, to US-1 sometimes and, and cause some headaches. Um, but yes, for the most part, from what I have seen in my experience, most drivers are very considerate to the birds and they'll stop, let them do their thing and then they move on. The peacocks have even become an unofficial tourist attraction in Fort Pierce. People often knock on Mary Lee's front door and ask to see the birds. And the city approves too. It's placed yellow triangular peacock crossing signs at several downtown intersections nearby. Jack Crane was a tile setter for more than 60 years. And he also set up Mary Lee with Fort Pierce's very first travel agency in the late 1950s. Together, the couple circled the world nine times, visiting scores of countries. It brought back boatloads of souvenirs, including a teak dining set from Burma and a pagoda from Japan that still sits in the walled backyard where the peacocks like to stroll. Jack and Mary Lee also snapped up every representation of peacocks they came across. There are dozens of paintings, Japanese silk tapestries, sculptures, and other peacock images all over the house. And even the wallpaper is a dark green brocade with a, the image of a peacock all over the place. Peacocks became an obsession for Jack, who not surprisingly was known as the Peacock Man. He once told me of supplying a breeding pair of the birds to big band singer and Hollywood actress, Frances Langford who lived in nearby Stewart. 
The Cranes never had any children. They kept adding on to the house. Jack bought an old furniture store next door and knocked into that building. And he made it a dazzling monument to their travels. He turned it from a dowdy pea hen of a house into a mesmerizing peacock of a home, full of color and interesting objects everywhere. Each room represents a different country and showcases some of Jack's fanciest tile work and, of course, all those peacock pictures. Maybe the birds became the babies that Jack and Mary Lee were never able to have. It's the call of the wild. Well, almost. I'm John Torres, and thanks for listening to Wild Florida. That was TC Palm reporter Anthony Westbury. You can follow him on Twitter at T-C-P-A-L-M-W-E-S-T-B-U-R-Y. On our next episode, Florida Today reporter Jim Waymer takes us into the world of wild animal rescue. For more information on these critters and web exclusives, please go to tcpalm.com slash wildflorida or newspress.com slash wildflorida or our other participating sites. Wild Florida is brought to you by the USA Today Network, Florida.